welcome to episode 14 of IPNO from home. We're, of course, as always, live from the couch in my room. Today, we have a special guest. We have Seth Richter, who is the environmental projects manager at IPNO. Hey, Seth, thanks for coming on. Hey, welcome. Thanks Seth. for having me. Good morning, Seth. Good morning. So, Seth, you know, during this whole period, everyone's been working from home kind of for the first time, but due to your job, you've been working in the field, including these trips to kind of unique and interesting places that people might not even know Rutgers has. So can you tell us a little bit about the different locations that you've been to? Sure. So as you guys have all been from home, I have not. Uh, we have unofficially, and I'm not 100% sure, but there's about 19 extension facilities that Rutgers has. And all of them have different, there, we have projects in North Jersey and South Jersey, towards the shore, uh, towards, you know, the, the western side of New Jersey. And right now, I think I've counted that I'm working on about seven different projects, uh, including on, on campus. So the big ones now are have a project going on. We're rebuilding a, a dam in, on the Adelphia farm uh, as part of Monmouth County, uh, their road reconstruction project. Now, I have a caveat to all this. So a lot of the projects that I work on are third-party projects. So for instance, if an entity, a third-party entity, like a county, state, federal uh, instrument is working on Rutgers land, I'm responsible to ensure that what Rutgers agreed to is actually being accomplished in the field. And so you mentioned that uh, the dam project, right, in conjunction with Monmouth County. Could you talk a little bit more about that? Like, why why are we doing that? Sure. So the county approached Rutgers, and I believe it started about 1988. No kidding. And wow. it, up until about last year, <clears throat> it was just talk. And we eventually sold them about, sold Monmouth County about 10 acres to improve a road that runs alongside the Adelphia farm. Uh, they wanted to extend it from a two-lane road to a four-lane road, and they had to buy about, yeah, about 10 acres of Rutgers land. And as part of that 10 acres, they had to come so close to one of our dams that we had to reconstruct the dam to accommodate the road. And my job is to make sure dam still holds back the four acres of water that are upstream. And those that water body, the, that impoundment, is critical to the farm because it supplies all their irrigation. Now, this is not your regular farm. It's a turf farm. And not only a turf farm, it produces about, and I had to check on this, it produces about $4 million a year for the university, how much it makes. It sells seed to all the big manufacturers of seed, and it, it makes the seed resilient to a number of uh, climate issues, dryness, whatever. So it, it's really critical to 
SEBS's success and uh, the people who work there are globally recognized as being, you know, experts in their field. So this is a big this is a big job, and they can't stop. I, unlike other areas where they can put a pause on things, this is that they can't stop. So I'm there to make sure one the county's supposed to be doing and and two to make sure that the research isn't uh, impacted in any way so the the dam project we had to cut off part of the dam reconstruct another part of the dam all while keeping the water in place <laughs> wow wow so well so seth while we've been home i mean you know, this situation has affected us all differently. I know you said that you're still uh, out in the field, um, but I know there's a large, as you just said, with the dam project, there's a large research component um, that's involved with your projects. How, so how has this situation changed your workflow or has it at all? Well, I, I can tell you that Yes, it's been impacted for me personally, because it's, you know, you're driving, I'm an hour away from home or I'm two hours away from home. You sort of, before I would just drive and I would go there and everything's fine. If something happened, I know, okay, if I get hurt or whatever, I just go to the hospital. Now I have a little pause like if I'm going here, I have a plan just in case something happens or you, know, you have to think about the what ifs as before I that before. Right. And so, yeah, there, I think there's much more planning associated with it. The, I think some of the most interesting things are, you know, when this first started and I was out in the field in, in March, nobody ever it was just, okay, you stood sort of far apart. Uh, now I've noticed that one, way less people who go to the meetings. It's like critical people only. Right. Two, everybody's wearing masks, even the construction guys. And, you know, the hardcore construction guys were against it at first. Now everybody masks up and, and it's a good thing. And, and you know, construction trailer before now nobody goes inside every if there's a meeting to be held it's it's outdoors uh everybody's you know socially distanced masks are worn the meetings usually you know there's no real trees anymore it's like okay we're having a meeting here's the meeting's agenda here's the topics topics are covered and everyone's on their way so i i think from a standpoint, things have very much changed the way business is done. And the, the other thing I've noticed, there's people on the job. And the other thing, so there's way less people. The people are socially distanced in the, in the sense that when they're working, at least for and I have two county projects that I'm working on. Um, they, the, the way the work is being done, is being scheduled, has changed dramatically. And, and I think if you're not on the 
you, you don't see it. Right. Interesting, though. Especially in, in those places that, like, are already so remote, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. I remember going to um, both the the farm and uh, the place in Cape May. And especially in Cape May, it really felt like we were going to, like, the edge of, like, <laughs> as far as you could possibly go in New Jersey. So, like, I, I would imagine that, you know, even at those places, it's, like, that would be the ideal place to be, you know, socially distanced and, and to, and to spread out. Yeah. You feel like that, but in the same sense, you feel like, at least for me, like kind of a, Oh crap. feeling Like God forbid something happens and you're stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That, that road leading down to that spot in Cape May is like, uh, it's a little ominous when you're on it and everything is fine. I don't imagine it'd be much fun in a situation like this. No. And, you know, that road sort of is, is been washing out because we've had some mm-hmm. issues. And so, you know, you're, if you're, when you're driving through like two inches of water and you think, oh, man, what if I get stuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things I think through all the podcasts that we've had, like that similar theme has been that people are just figuring out. Like there was that first phase where everybody, nobody knew what to do. And now everybody's sort of figured out, you know, business is different, but we've, everybody now has their own protocols and it's, it's become sort of the new normal. The new normal has been realized now. And I feel like um, if there is a silver lining to any of this, it's, it's our resiliency is now, you know, we're much more resilient to this going forward. If this type of situation happens again, it isn't going to be a start from start from scratch scenario. It's going to be like, listen, this is what we did during the COVID situation, and it's going to be similar to that. So I feel like what you're saying and what a lot of our guests have said have sort of reinforced that, you know, that sentiment that, you know, we've we've learned from this. Oh, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, it's funny. So like, one of the things that I think is really interesting is if, when I talk to my neighbors and friends. So I never stopped. So like in, in March, when the university closed, I think a lot of people thought everybody just stopped working. Mm-hmm. That That's sort of the sense, like, I get that. Oh, you're still working. Oh, you're still going here. Or, oh, you're still going there. I I, I think some people just thought, you know what? University just shut down. And that is so far from the truth. I mean, I, I see so many people when I'm at construction, it's whether on campus or at one of our extension facilities, people are still, research is still going on. Uh, people are still out there, you know, full bore. Everybody's still working. I mean, there may be less people, but people are still like really working hard. And, you know, it, the other thing that you mentioned is, you know, the new normal. So over the last few months, I've noticed, you know, it started, nobody wore masks and nobody was, you know, everybody was sort of, it was business as usual. But, you know, that was March, April, May. And then sort of people started 
changing the way they did business. You know, instead of having a meeting with 10 people, now it's down to four or five. There's rarely a meeting I go to and it's always outside. Uh, people are always standing apart from each other. You know, there's, I don't think I've been to a meeting in the last six weeks, been more than five people. So I, I think that at least where I go, people are really cognitive or cognizant of what, who goes to the meeting, how the meeting's set up and plan the meetings, which I think is really good to spend as as less time as possible in the meeting and then everybody goes their separate way and does their separate things. So I, I, I think you're hundred percent right on, you know, this is the new normal, fewer meetings are better and people are socially distanced and doing the right thing now. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And I think that brings us into our next section which is the IPNO from home zone. Which is a three round trivia. Uh, I'm going to say contest, but it's not really a contest. It's a three round <laughs> trivia game. Do I go uh, against you no guys? <laughs> um, okay, so the topic for today is about engineering. So things like monuments, buildings, bridges. Um, and we have a few questions and we'll see how you do. All right. So here's question number one. It's been said that although the skyscraper was born in the United States, it has been raised in Asia where the top five tallest buildings in the world now reside. Which one of these four buildings does not make that list? All right. I'm, I hope I'm going to pronounce these all right. Um, is it A, the Guangzhou CTF Finance Center in China, B, the Lotz World Tower in South Korea, Three, uh, C, the Burj Khalifa in Dubai, or D, the Shanghai Tower in Dubai? I can repeat those two if you need. That doesn't make the list? I think yeah, it's of, of the top five. Which one? I think it's the one in South Korea. No, so the right answer is A, the Guangzhou CTF Finance Center in China. Uh, it's a hard one. That one's actually that the was, seventh tallest. I building. knew the ones in Dubai were were that one of them's the tallest building in the world. The Burj yeah. Khalifa, yeah. Yeah. That was an impossible question. Hopefully this one's a little bit easier. <laughs> okay, good. And here we go. Manhattan Island is connected to other landmasses via 21 bridges and 15 tunnels. Which one of these structures is not one of them? Is it the Williamsburg Bridge? Is it Hellgate Bridge? Is it the Broadway Bridge? Or the Benjamin Franklin Bridge? I'm going with the Benjamin Franklin Bridge. That's correct. That'll That's take correct. you into another city, Philadelphia. <laughs> That's correct. All right, great. Uh, so, Seth, no building in Washington, D.C. is allowed to be taller than this monument. Is it the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Memorial, the White House, or the Peace Monument? It's the Washington Monument. Absolutely there you go. Correct. Two out of three. 
A Not solid bad. two out of three. A solid two out of three. With an asterisk because question one was an absolute crusher. Yeah, <laughs> I, I honestly think you went two out of two and you missed the bonus question if you ask me. All yeah. right, I'll take it. <laughs> well done, Seth. Thank you. Okay, well then, I think that wraps up the episode. Um, Seth, we want to thank you for coming on and uh, we'll give you the last word. I just thank you for having us and uh, very nice job with the uh, podcast. They're very entertaining. I appreciate being on. Thank you, Seth. Thank Thanks, you. Seth. All right, guys, take care. Take care.